My name is Angela. And my name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode five. five. Yay. Oh my goodness, we're five in. This is awesome. I know. I'm, I'm still having, having fun. Are you? I'm still having a great time. Yay. I hope we do this forever. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. That's the dream. <laughs> That's one of the dreams. <laughs> um, today, I'm actually going to do the stitching today. <laughs> I know, you guys. Nicole's going to teach me her one stitch. I'm doing the one, my one pattern and Angela's doing story time. Story time. Yay. We're switching it up again. We always got to keep you guys on our toes, yes. on your toes. But eventually it'll just fall back to me story time <laughs> and Angela doing all the, the No, I, here's my prediction. Nicole is gaining more confidence every time we do this. Slowly. Well, you're, you're gaining confidence. She's getting there. And so I think pretty soon we'll be trading back and forth a lot more than she thinks that, that we will. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm having fun. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot from Angela. She's Yay. awesome. That's good. So, Nicole, what has you in stitches this week? What has me in stitches? I am finally recovering. We went on my belated birthday trip to Disneyland. Yay, Disneyland. Yes, being Californians, that's the coolest part. We get to go on vacation in our state. Yes, a lot. Yes, so we have everything. But being old... And we- <laughs> you, okay now careful now because i am five five, five years, years older. older than nicole so don't call yourself old because that makes me ancient no it's it's all about how you feel angela's like super fit i'm getting there again <laughs> but like we were so tired this the first day we were we, it was so much fun we had a great time but it was one we learned we're never going in the summer yes it's too hot disneyland in the summer is hot yes. and we yes. use is it pack.com and it said hey it's all right no, it's vacation time for everybody, <laughs> guys. Summer is crazy at Disneyland. Yeah, relatively, it's all right. Yes. And then especially coming out of the pandemic where you didn't see people exactly. for two years. And then suddenly you're back into... And you're in it. You're yeah. surrounded. You're back into that pack yes. mentality where yes. there's people everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. we're, you know, us being kind of more introverted, especially my husband. It's tough. Pirates was closed, unfortunately. Oh, no. I know. They I opened love- that area up. So it's like you can walk better in that area, which is nice. But the tree is closed down. I don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. The tree has been closed. It For was while, closed right? over Christmas. That yeah. was when I went last. So, yes. yeah, over Christmas it was closed. So that area gets... That always has like a bottleneck it does it has a big bottleneck mm-hmm. there so it gets yeah. crowded but my favorite food i got i'm Yay! so excited what's your favorite food the bangle skewers have you ever had those <gasps> yes over in adventureland yes oh those they're are so good my favorite okay we don't want to give away our little secret spot but nobody is there yes it's, it's always easy to get food there Mobile and order. it's so good so quick so good Two skewers. I get the banyan spicy skewer, beef skewers. Oh, and yeah. N- Nicole's a little spice head. She oh, loves yeah. spicy food. Anybody loves spice out there, you, we can chat because I will get everything in there. Spiciness. But yeah, Matt gets the pork belly. I get the spicy banyan skewers and it was amazing. So that was our dinner and the rise was the best ride ever. <laughs> the rise is so cool. And we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. For those of you who haven't been on the Rise of Resistance at Disneyland or Disney World, it's a really cool experience where you are 
really it you really feel like you're there you're there yeah it's so cool and they take you into this one room and they kind of rush you through the room and I wish that they would let you stay because it's just there's 50 stormtroopers mm-hmm. just lined up there it you're really in the movie. You feel like you're in that. It's a cargo bay, right? Yes. So you feel like you're in the cargo bay with all the stormtroopers. Staring at you. And the heads move a little. Yes. So that it shows that they're like kind of real, but they're not. Do you say at-ats or AT-ATs? I hate that. Don't ask me this (laughs) because I don't know either one um i say atat atat see yeah. i always said at at i that's what i did before and then i was like maybe i'm doing this wrong yeah. i have no idea i'm yeah. not a star wars buff but they rush you through this really cool room yes. to go on the super cool ride the but, ride is amazing yeah but the room like we we held back because we wanted to hang out more mm-hmm. and matt was like oh can i maybe maybe i can take a funko picture in here i'm like yeah they will they'll rush you yeah out. yeah no. they rush you through they it rush sucks. you through the rooms but to get you on the ride because there's you know a million people waiting a million people waiting <laughs> to go on the ride we waited almost two hours for that ride. <laughs> oh my god but it was totally worth it we, we we loved it we had the lightning genie and that was the plus and that was worth it too in a way but yeah it was overall it, it was really fun yeah and the second day we were dying, our feet were like on fire and we couldn't walk. <laughs> so we took a lot more breaks. We were at California Adventure the second day. Oh, California Adventure is the best. I feel like it's so underrated. I love California Adventure. The water ride is my favorite. Yes. The- we like to do that at night. If yeah, we're staying crazy. on property, we do that last thing before we go to bed. Because then you're just wet and you go in the hotel and you, you take, take a shower, shower and yeah. go to bed. It's so fun at night. And the water's not as cold as what you're no. anticipating it being. We thought, and we didn't know we have things that shouldn't get wet i had like oh, drawing no. <laughs> we're like where do we put these i thought it was like the rides that oh, i forgot where we were where there's a middle area we oh, put it in yeah it's yeah, got yeah. a bag cover right yeah no no, no not this no one. no protection nope. your stuff will yeah. get wet so just fyi i had to keep it right under my legs yeah i somehow kept things dry my little one had a really good time it was it was really fun but we left before the world of color unfortunately because we were just exhausted so tired yes our last ride was guardians oh i love guardians and that was so much so bouncy i got a little sick (laughs) even with my drama mean i was like okay i I think i'm done (laughs) my eldest didn't want to go on Oh, really? Was he too scared? Mm Oh. And and my little one was like, let's do it. Oh, of course. Your little one takes after you. So I can imagine him being like, yes, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) But both of them did it. Both of them were fine. The oldest, my eldest was like, I'm going to die. I'm like, you're not going (laughs) to die. You're going to be fine. Hold on to daddy. He did. That's so cute. It was really cute. But we love the music and and it was really fun. Yeah. The music's really fun. It makes up for all the bounce. and Yes. So we survived (laughs) and it was, yeah, we were, we were dead. So we recovered. We're good now. That was, that was really fun trip, but no more summer. Yeah. Don't go to Disneyland in the summer. summer. Yeah. Try to go in the fall or in the winter time. Christmas is really pretty. My birthday's in the fall. So we tend to go around my birthday and so they have it decorated for halloween so which pretty. is so fun yeah. and it's so pretty and that they changed the haunted mansion over to jack skellington and so it's a little i like it better i like it better that way too yeah we had it we went on it and we we're like okay this is the og haunted mansion and i'm glad we did it mm-hmm. but yeah fall you forget and- when you yes. go in the fall all the time you forget what the original yes. haunted mansion's like yeah. yeah and we're like okay this is this is og it's a little it feels a little more creepier 
which is fun. I like that. Yeah. But yeah. A little more ominous. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that too. Uh, but yeah, the, the Jack Skellington Nightmare Before Christmas is just so much more fun. Yes. It's prettier. Yeah. Than I enjoy it too. Yeah. Angel, what, do you, what has you in stitches this week? Okay. So we have been toying with the idea of possibly moving because we have this dream of having land and having a farm. Right now we're in the suburbs, but we think it would be really fun to grow our own food and and have some farm to never table animals. <laughs> and just, you know, you have, have your own little babe. That, yeah, have that little lifestyle. And and so we've been toying with the idea and we've been checking out some places. And one thing that my husband really wants is he wants to have a pond on the property. He wants to build a pond. That would be cute. A lot of maintenance. But a cute. lot of maintenance, but really cute because part of his dream is to be able to wake up in the morning and walk out and go fish on his own <laughs> land. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and, and, and bring in some fish. That is um, so cute. Yeah. What a so, dream. It's cute. So we've been talking about like where to put a pond and I'm like, I don't know if we really need a pond. And so this is how he went about convincing me that we need a pond he okay. found a video of these people in florida oh <laughs> uh, we might keep this in our kids are together and they're wearing angela's high heels yes and they're clomping around up above sorry if you hear any clomping yes it's not stomping. ghosts it it is our children putting on my it high heels <laughs> no that would be better <laughs> It's our children wearing my high heels and clomping around right above our heads. We'll keep it if it sounds fun. All right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. So he convinced you. So he convinced me. He found this video that he put on. He's like, we can do this. This is the compromise. And I was like, okay, what is it? So these people have made this really cute pond with like a waterfall and um, lots of rocks and lots of greenery and so Mm -hmm. it looks very natural and um, it was a full enclosure so it was like caged in and even had like a roof on it and I was like well what are we watching and all of a sudden this little otter comes (gasps) running out what (laughs) yes they made a pond for their otter guys otters are my favorite that's why I was like Nicole I have something to tell you during is it like a river otter a little river otter. There's two of them. He has a mate. What? And they were putting fish in that pond so that they would, you know, be fish in their little <gasps> river pond. That is amazing. I know. I, I told Sam, I was like, if we do this, Nicole will never leave our house. Nope. I will, she will sleep live outside. There. <laughs> I will live by the pond. What? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I know. Wouldn't it be cool? This pond doesn't sound like a pond. It sounds like a lake. No, it's a it's a pond. It's it's That's like a crazy. little enclosure. It's a pond. Wow. But I think they they cycle the water back through because sure. there's, there's a waterfall. And so it just like that is goes so through. Neat. And the little otter was just so happy because he was exploring it for the first time. And he kept coming over to the human like, really, this is for me. OK. Aww. And then he'd jump in and then come out and squeak at the human and then jump back in and swim around. I, <laughs> I know you would never leave my house. I'm staying. <laughs> I will pay for a tent outside and I will live with the otters, guys. Yeah. yeah. So that's what has me in stitches this week. I love it. Okay. Now I'm convinced you can get a pod now. We were talking okay. about this earlier. I was like, that's a lot of maintenance. And fish. Yeah. Okay. Otters. Otters. Threw otters in there. I'm done. Yeah. It's a pond. Otters and ducks. That's, oh, that's the other reason why duckies. my husband wants. My husband wants ducks so bad. I think a duck it's would be so fun. cute. 
yes you get little ducklings and then you can raise them little oh ducklings and they follow you around oh my gosh yeah. i've seen this video on you youtube or instagram i'll have to show you and the duck just like he's like what's it doing and it's like flying through the like the floor just like uh-huh and then it goes back and forth and you just see him going back and forth and it's the cutest <laughs> thing i'm sure some of you have seen this i'll have to show angela later but yes. anyway I love it. That's awesome. Yes. All right. Are we ready to get stitching? Let's get stitching. And we're diving into stitching time with Nicole. I'm so excited. <laughs> Angela's really excited. I was about to call her Miss Angela. Angela's very excited. I'm going to call this because I actually tried to find a stitch online and I couldn't find the name. It looks like a shell. Mm-hmm. So we're going to call this Nietzsche on a half shell. Nietzsche on a half shell. Yeah. I love it. So the chaining, the first row, we are going to chain multiples of three. Multiples of three. Yes. So when I make my blankets, it's huge. Just keep counting three. You don't have to count like the number. One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's it. <laughs> and then you're, there you go. All right. Awesome. So we're going to chain multiples of three. I'm going to do this while I do this, um, while I talk. <laughs> I'm going to do this while I talk. All right. So I have 12 chains. Yes, 12. And then when I get to the 12th chain, you skip two and go into the third chain. Okay. Skip two, go into the third, third chain from the hook. All you got to do is a single. Okay. Single same, crochet. Same loop. Go a double now. Into the same, same chain. Same chain. Okay. So a single and then a double. Yep. And or- then another double in the same chain. That's it. Okay. A single, a double, a double. That's so it. you have three crochets yep. in the third chain from in the, the third hook. chain from the hook. Okay. Correct. Skip two, do the same thing. So the third one again. Okay. Single chain. A single crochet. Yep. Or single crochet. Sorry. I always do that. See? Terminology. No, I, that's okay. I, I do it too. Double. A double crochet. And a double. And a double. That's it. So single, double, double. Single, double, double. Two. Every three. Yeah, every third. And then skip two chains yep. and then single, double, double. So you'll get to the end. Okay. Okay. All you got to do is single crochet. Uh-huh. And then chain two because you want three, right? At the end. Okay. Yes. So then that's it. And then you go back and you go into that third. So, so you- the chain two is your last yes. double crochet. Yes. And it's also your turn. Correct. Thank okay. you. See? Angela's got terminology. <laughs> so then you go into that, that the first actual loop. So okay. You, the those, first you skip actual... those two, right? Okay. Go back around, go into that first loop and do the same thing. So single and double, double. If I can do it. Uh, see, this is why Miss Angela has me do it while I do while she talks. <laughs> I know. I asked, I was like, do I get to do it? And she goes, no, I'm going to do it. I think I can so do she's it. she's pulling nope. double duty right I, now. I, she is talking and crocheting. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> and now I'll show you the video. It's super easy. Then you skip again, the third one, single, double, double. And that's it. You just keep going single, double, double. And it's Single, so double, double every third. Every third. And at the end, again, I'm at the end of mine real quick. You do the single, single sorry, crochet, crochet and then two chain. Two, single it. crochet and two chain. So in the very end, it's just a single crochet and two chains. That's so it. it's not a single crochet, a double, and then a no. chain. A single, single crochet, crochet two, two chains, chains, which turns you. Yes. And then when you go back, do you go back into that first? Yes. The first loop. So your, your the two first chains, stitch? you're just, yeah, okay. your first stitch. Your two chains that you did are just kind are of Are the tail. turning chain. Yeah. Turning. Okay. And then you go back into that first yep. stitch and then you single, single double, double. double. 
That's it. And it makes this ah. really cool little shell pattern. Yeah. It's really pretty. It is. It's really cute. I've seen the blankets. I'll show pictures. <laughs> That's my, uh, like I said, every family member has a blanket. And this is the same pattern. Now, so the hard part for me, I don't know how to explain this, but I use multiple colors. Right. So I just eyeball <laughs> when I'm at the end. I have no counting system for that part because I never learned. I usually, most of the time when I first started, it was like one ball of yarn. Uh -huh. You can make one big color, which is fine. But for me, I just eyeball it and I cut it and I just kind of tie off the ends and then I crochet them back in when I'm done. Okay. So you can change the colors if you want. Yeah. Just, and if we want to do a tutorial on changing colors, I'm happy to, Angela to do that. Angela will have to help me with that. Yeah. It's it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to change colors. Yeah. But I just cut it. I just like eyeball it. Uh-huh. I cut it and then I like tie it off at the end. Uh-huh. And then I crochet them in. And you can never <laughs> know. And it's like, oh, cool. But that's where I, that's where my, my training, I just kind of did it on my own, everybody. So Angela... <laughs> Like I said, she's got all the terminology. She knows what she's doing. It's, but it's just a lot of YouTube and then YouTube. reading books. <laughs> that's why we're here. So yeah. we'll give you some entertainment. We'll show you on our YouTube videos. And that's our Nietzsche on a half shell. That's Nietzsche on a half it. shell. That's what we'll call it for now. But I'm sure there's an actual name for this. <laughs> but for now, we'll use it. And it actually works out for story time <gasps> because Nietzsche on a half shell what is close to the beach. <gasps> oh, that's right. So I figured that worked out. Yes. And story time, we're going to be hitting the beach. So is it ominous story it's time? It's the ominous story time with Angela. Yay. Okay, Stitchers, it is time for story time with Yay. me. Okay, so you guys know in our last episode, we mentioned that we were in San Diego and we recorded from our hotel room in San Diego, but so we didn't fun. tell you what hotel we were nope. staying at. Where were we staying, Nicole? We were staying at Hotel Del Coronado. Yay, the Hotel Del, the infamous Hotel Del. It was so cool. That hotel is huge. It's massive. It's gorgeous, though. It's, yes, it's beautiful and massive. It was so much fun. So much fun and haunted. Yay! Yay! Okay, so that's why we were there, because it was haunted. And you guys, we may have some evidence to report from yes. our trip. We'll, we'll attach photos, too. Yes, we will. Oh, so many photos of the Hotel Del. And if you have an opportunity just to go visit the Hotel Del, take that yeah. opportunity. Because yeah. it is amazing to just walk through Explore the lobby, mm -hmm. walk around the gallery, walk around the grounds, go along the boardwalk, go there for brunch on Sunday in the Crown Room. Ooh, we almost did that. We almost did that. We <laughs> we were like, we can't spend any more money. No, we spent a lot already. We were good. We, we yeah. got a, an expensive breakfast sandwich at the at the end. Yes. Area, yes. So. We decided to take one last roll on the beach before we caught our train on the way out. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Hotel Dell. So I'm going to dive into some history that I dug up from the Hotel Dell website. Oh, cool. They have tours that you can take when you're there. Oh, just go for the tour because they do <gasps> a haunted tour. I wish we had time. For I that. know we didn't have time. We were no. doing other haunted tours yes. in San Diego. We didn't have time to do the tour at the hotel. But next time we go to San Diego, because there's so much more to explore in San Diego. Yes. It will be second trip. Yeah. Second trip. We'll go back and we'll stay at the Horton Hotel. Oh, yes. Yes. That would be so much fun. That would be fun. Okay. You may hear about that in a future podcast. Okay. So this is taken from the Hotel Del website and they have 
all this history is posted everywhere in the hotel. There's tons of pictures. So we'll post those on our socials as well. Yes, we will. So in 1886, the hotel founders, Elijah Bobcock Jr. and Hampton L. Story, along with San Diego developer Alonzo Horton, we know that name, Alonzo Horton, surveyed Coronado Beach. So they went out to the island. Coronado is an island just off the coast of San Diego. Yes. And they were out there surveying the beach because they wanted to put up a hotel there. Ah, so So three of them. Three of them. Babcock and Story had no experience in the hotel business. Really? Yes. They just, they had money though? They just went for it. Yes. They had money. Okay. But were so inspired by the natural beauty of Coronado that they purchased the island. What? Not the land for the hotel. They bought the whole island. island. Wow. I didn't know that. And built a hotel that would, these are their quotes, be the talk of the Western world and a place where, another quote, people will continue to come long after we are gone, which is all true. Exactly. They conquered what they, they set it. out to do. Yes. Wow. It was amazing. So Babcock and Story created the Coronado Beach Company to support the development of Coronado Island. So they were putting the infrastructure in before they started to build the hotel, which is smart. They weren't dummies about this. So they built a ferry company. So they could ferry because there was no bridge. So they had to ferry back and forth from the island. They built a water company. They built a railroad and electric and power plant. Wow. So this is back in the late 1800s where electricity was new. Yes. And so they're electrifying their hotel. So it's one of the only hotels to be electrified at this time. Wow. Also, I just want to say this now before I forget, because I don't think I included this in the notes. Some people say that Thomas Edison himself came out and installed the electrical in the hotel. He did not. That's not true. But (laughs) I know. I just wanted to clear that air. Good to know. Okay. So they laid out Coronado's parks, civic areas, commercial zones, and streets after they chose the site of the hotel. So they laid it all out to accentuate the position of the hotel. That's so smart. And as we were driving down Orange Avenue, that's the street that the hotel is on, Mm -hmm. you can see that because they have this beautiful shopping district and then you go into this beautiful civic area with this great big park and then there's the library Mm -hmm. and the police and it's just gorgeous. It's very picturesque when it's you walk. It's very idyllic and yeah. picturesque and laid out very well as you start heading towards the hotel itself. Yes. Another thing they did is they named a couple of streets after their wives. Isn't Aww. that sweet? So Isabella and Adela Avenues They're dedicated to are them. named so after sweet. their wives. Isn't that sweet? Good job. We'll hold on to that idea of the men Uh-oh. being sweet because that might come back to quote unquote haunt us oh, no. later. Okay. Once the town was established, Babcock and Story held a land auction that attracted a reported 6,000 people. Wow. They sold 350 lots at that auction and they raised $100,000. By June 10th of 1887, Coronado lot sales had reached the $1.5 million mark. Wow. Right? That's amazing. The people are buying up the land on the, on the Smart, island. Smart, yeah. And then that number eventually reached 2.25 million. Holy cow. When they finished selling all the lots. So when we were staying on Coronado, (laughs) we did happen to look at some of the The real estate listings. You can't help it. You're walking by. You see the... They post it everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Oh my gosh, guys. Condos are going for... (laughs) 
millions of dollars. It's a it's one little two bedroom condo, though, two bedroom. Yeah, I feel like it's a million dollars for a thousand square feet. Yeah, that's like one point five million or something crazy. It's insane. A house is. 3.8 average. Million. Like, how do people live here? Yeah. Well, when we were in the Uber or Lyft, the mm-hmm. guy said that it's a lot of retired money now. Retired and, and retired and military. Military. Well. Which yeah. I didn't believe the military part. Well, okay. if if the military owns housing there. True. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. So that's how they make it work. Uh, in December of 1886, Babcock's story and Herbert Engel, who was one of the original investors for the Coronado Company, and James Reed, who is one of the architects. The okay. Reed brothers are the architects. They conceived the basic layout of the hotel in basic. December. The basic layout. Holy cow. It has expanded since okay. the basic layout. Got it. It included a courtyard, pavilion tower, and a dining wing. Visitors turned out in large numbers to watch the groundbreaking of the hotel. And the Reed brothers of Evansville, Indiana, were the architects for the Dell. Mm-hmm. So the Reed brothers from Evansville, Indiana. I can't imagine when back then there's no TV, right? So, yes. So anything's is, entertainment. Yeah, oh yes. my gosh, we're going to watch this hotel be built. <laughs> right. It's like slow going, I'm yeah. sure. But it's probably really it was cool. Very back then. slow going, yes. But, you know, entertainment. Yes. They began at the less ornate northern face of the hotel, which allowed the inexperienced workforce to gain some practice before the designs became more complicated. That was very smart. Mm -hmm. Let's start, start simple, basic, ease everybody's way into the The grandness that eventually happens. So by May 1887, approximately 250 men were employed in the construction of the resort. Okay, so some fun facts about the hotel, the all wooden hotel used a variety of lumber. So they had Douglas fir for framing and California redwood for the exterior siding because it was believed that the California redwood was termite resistant. Oh, that's smart. Yes. And Is they, it really? I don't know. They believed it. So I'm not sure if, I don't know if that's like true. The smell of the wood maybe just makes the termites not want to... I, no, no, it's no. hard to believe. It's wood. Yeah. What <laughs> <No. laughs> is wood, right? <laughs> what is wood? What is wood? That's neat. All wood. Yes. Um, and they also used hemlock and cedar as well oh, for building materials. Good. Right? Mm. It was just so much lumber, just truckloads and ferry loads of lumber just say, coming to build having it. Having to probably ship that is probably by boat mostly. Right. Well, yes, because it's an island. Yeah. <laughs> they have to put it on the Well, you said there's a train, oh, there's a right? railroad. Yeah. Yes, so yes they did. They, they brought sure, a railroad yeah, in. Yeah, that was both, but having yes. to see probably boatloads of, of wood being shipped yes. back and forth, that's crazy. So this is how much wood was really going on on this all wooden hotel. When we say all wooden, we mean all wooden. There wow. are no nails. <gasps> No nails in this hotel. They used wooden pegs. Everything is fit together with wood for the hotel. I'm surprised it's still standing. I know. (laughs) Here we are a hundred and what? 60 years later. Am I doing math right? 140 years? 1886. 140 years? Math, y'all. Yeah, my husband's the math genius, not me. That's not me. Okay, we can do math. And it's still standing. That's amazing. It's, all it's, wood. it's gorgeous. It does slant a little. Oh, there are lots of slopes, Holy which is cow. really interesting. It's so fun because you're like, why 
is the yeah you're the like floor sloping down bumpy. but it's still just gorgeous yes, it is still just gorgeous the lobby featured illinois white oak and the crown room ceiling was done with oregon sugar pine Aww. and it was chosen for its lack of knot holes so that's why they chose did not the know oregon that sugar, sugar pine, pine? yeah a cute name by November 1887, much of the exterior construction was complete. The highest point was a 120-foot iconic red-roofed ballroom tower. Yes. And you'll see that in pictures. It's it's gorgeous, and there's like a little flag on top. Yeah. So we'll, we will make sure we post lots of pictures. Of course. We can post pictures of the construction and mm-hmm. all that on there. So these are some of the modern features that they had going on. They had an ice machine that produced 15 tons of ice per day. An ice machine Is that in the Victorian times. That was pretty modern. I feel like that's pretty modern. Yeah. Yeah. They had a cistern. Okay. They had um, an electrical plant, which I talked about when they were doing the infrastructure and mm-hmm. laundry machines. Hey. So lots of modern amenities Good going job, on in the hotel. hotel. Though guests started arriving in January of 1888, the Hotel Del Coronado celebrates its birthday on February 19th. It was the day they sold their first meal in the dining room. So that's when they celebrate the birthday. Nice. The crown room is um, was the original dining room of cool. the hotel. And now okay. it's used as a ballroom. And we, when we were there, there was a convention going yeah. on. So we couldn't go into the crown room, but we could see it. And it, is, it was so neat. Oh, my goodness, you guys. It's amazing. An early promotional brochure described the many amenities, including its interior court with a fountain exotic fruit trees i don't remember those i don't remember the exotic fruit trees but there was a dragon tree which is really cool that's right yeah that was really pretty luxury guest rooms overlooking the garden patio or exterior vistas we got to stay in one of those we were definitely in the victorian part of the hotel it was was pretty cool Mm -hmm. there are private parlors reception rooms expansive verandas and was promoted as a health resort mm. because of its abundant sunshine, restorative ocean air. That's what it said. Because <laughs> anything on the ocean air. is going to be yes, restorative. <laughs> restorative ocean air, which it is. It's so nice. We sat out there and just sat there and breathed in the ocean breezes yes. and ma- it makes you happy. It is very relaxing. So here's another fun thing that I is going to blow your mind. So the room rates at the time, okay, which included this. three meals a day. Wow. So food included, staying okay. at the resort, started at, do you have any guesses? 1886, right? Yes. Three meals a day. Yes. I'm going to say $20. Way lower than that. Really? $2.50 <gasps> per day. What? That's how much it costs to stay there in 1888. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It does not cost that these days, guys. Google it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's far from that. And meals are not included. (laughs) And the meals are like 80,000 times more than that. Yeah. A $6 cup of coffee. Oh, it was like an $8 $8 cup of coffee. Yes. Our whole breakfast meal with a breakfast sandwich and a coffee was, I think, $22. Mm Mm-hmm. $22 $22 for a cup At of coffee and a small little breakfast. And then they have the audacity, sorry, to <laughs> go, hey, you have to follow these prompts. And they ask you to tip them. Yeah, you, you tip before you pay, which it's is insane. amazing. I love it. $2. I want to go back to 1888. Right. $2.50 yeah. with meals included. With meals. Right. Three meals. Three meals. Mm. The hotel was built at a cost of $600,000. Wow. And it was furnished 
for four hundred thousand dollars. Wow! So a whopping one million dollars. That was a lot. That was a lot of money. Wow. So they spared no expense. Yeah, and really poured everything everything into making this an incredible, luxurious hotel, That's which it word. still is luxurious. Luxurious. In 1890, Story and Babcock transferred the ownership to one of their investors. There was a big downturn in San Diego at that time. Oh, that's right. And so they turned over the ownership to one of their investors, John D. Speckles. Hey, Speckles. Oh, I know, I love it. Speckles, who was the son of the sugar king, Klaus Speckles. Spreckles. Sorry, Spreckles. There's an R there. Sprinkle. I think it's Spreckles. <laughs> He remained the owner until his death in 1926, and then his family kept the ownership until 1948. Who would they turn it over to? I'm assuming the Hiltons. Yes, I don't know that's who, because right. the Hiltons it's own it now. It's now. a Hilton Hotel right. now. But I'm not sure who who bought it at that point. Okay. But at some point, did at turn some over point, the Hiltons took okay. it over, and now it is part of the Hilton collection. So that's the background that I dug up on the Hotel Del Coronado. Yeah, you can look it up too, everybody. Yeah, you can look it up. I, I got. Most of that information directly from the website, so and they cool. have a they have more information after that. They are very proud of their heritage I love there. That, though. So, That's so neat. Yeah, it's so neat, and so it's really easy to find information about the Hotel Dell and go there and take a tour. So I wanted to talk about some of the famous guests that they've had at the Hotel Dell. Get it? And we're going to talk about one famous guest in particular All in right. a little bit, but this is also a fun part of it. So there have been quite a few presidents that have stayed there. President Benjamin Harrison in 1891. Okay. He was the first in-office president ever to visit San Diego, and wow. he stayed at the Hotel Dell. And then he told President William Taft, hey, you got to stay here. This oh, is cool. Passed it on. So, yeah. So in 1915, Taft came and oh, stayed there fun. as well. Okay. And I'm, I think I'm going pretty much in chronological order cool. from, what, from what I found. So there was a famous writer who stayed there in the early 1900s, L. Frank Baum, would spend months at a time between the years 1904 and 1910 at the Dell. He would go just stay there for months at a time. He wrote Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz Yay! Yay! in 1908. So a quick little side story. They have red brick all over the, the back, kind of, patio, the back patio by the boardwalk. And before we even know knew that he stayed there, Nicole and I were singing, follow the red brick road, <laughs> follow the red brick road. True and we, story. It was so funny. And then when we found out that he that the writer of the wizard of oz stayed there and wrote the wizard of oz while staying there we we're like oh my goodness mind. <laughs> we're like that's where it came from yeah. so he also wrote the road to oz in 1909 and the emerald city in 1910 so he wrote all three of those wizard of oz books at the dell over those Channeled three years the, the beachy happy yes but the brick road yes kind of hell of the red that is so cool it was very cool. He also designed the crown chandeliers in the crown room. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? We were commenting on those as well as we were walking by. You can see them through the big plate glass windows. Mm -hmm. And we're like, wow, those are crowns. Those are so cool. And yeah, well, Angela pointed out. I was like, look at them. They're crowns. Like, yeah, Coronado. 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 I was like, oh, duh. All about crowns. That's so much sense. Yes. 
So the Dell has also been featured in some movies. So we're going to go over some of the movies as well as some of the famous people. So the first movie was in 1916 and it was called The Pearl of Paradise. 1916. 1916. Was it in color? I bet not. No, I don't think so. Also in the 1920s, some other famous guests were W.C. Fields, Douglas Fairbanks, and Charlie Chaplin. Hey! Charlie Chaplin loved it there. That makes sense. Charles Lindbergh hey. stayed there and had a, they had a big celebration for him because the spirit of St. Louis was built in oh, San Diego. Oh, didn't know that. So they had a big celebration for him in 1927. Cool. We have another president and first lady staying there. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt stayed wow. there with Mrs. Roosevelt. Aww. Another movie that was filmed there in 1958, starring Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. Tony Curtis, and Jack Lemmon. Some like it hot. Yeah, yeah. A great, super fun movie. Uh, the, there's a store there that had everything, everything. Marilyn and that whole movie. The movie was playing. Yes. That was really fun. Yes. Yeah. So they're very proud of that part they're very of proud. history. It's really cool. Nixon held a state dinner there in 1970. Mm. And some of the guests at his dinner were Frank Sinatra. What? California governor and first lady at the time, Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan what? were there. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of famous people. A lot of famous people at that state dinner there. It's the first state dinner held outside of the White House. Wow. That's neat. Then we have another movie, The Stunt Man in 1977, starring Peter O'Toole and Barbara Hershey. Cool. Two other famous presidents. Jimmy Carter stayed there in 1979 and President Gerald Ford stayed there in 1980 and he stayed there a number of times since then lots of presidents lots of presidents so we are going to move on to perhaps the most famous guest that never checked out (gasps) of the hotel doll her name is kate morgan hey kate (laughs) we tried to see kate we well We'll go into that do we yeah (laughs) there might be more to that story and i'm going to give you a little information on her kate morgan was born kate farmer around 1864 in Fremont County, Iowa. Her mother died on September 23rd in 1865. And at the age of two, Kate was sent to live with her maternal grandfather, Joe Chandler. So when she was just a tiny little baby, she didn't really get to know her mom. Yeah. And she was sent to live with her mom's dad. Was that in Iowa too? Yes, also in Iowa. In 1871, Kate's father, George Farmer, remarried and had two more daughters. He was a postmaster of Hamburg, Iowa. So he was still in Iowa. But then he retired and moved to Texas. And he died in Texas in 1876. Did Kate live with him? Kate, I don't think, was living with him at the time. I think she was still living with her. In Iowa. Yeah, with her uh, grandfather. That's weird. So they, she never really stayed with her dad. Right. Oh. Yeah. She has some. Father issues. Yeah. There's some daddy Ooh. issues going on here. Okay. On December 30th of 1885... Kate married Thomas Edwin Morgan. So Kate got married. They had one child, a boy. He was born on October 31st of 1886. (gasps) Halloween! But Uh he only lived for two days. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. What happened? I didn't get the details on his death. But in the Victorian times, children died young. Oh, that is so so sad. um, Infant mortality rate was really high. Oh, that's too bad. So around 1890... Kate decided that she'd had enough of her marriage with Thomas. Oh, geez. Yes. Well, death of an infant probably didn't help. Right. So five years into the marriage, she ran off with Albert Allen. Oh. 
Peace out. Okay. With Albert Allen. Okay. Albert Allen. Let's see if we can follow this yes. genealogy okay. here. So Albert Allen is a stepson of Thomas's, that's her husband, of Thomas's stepmother. Whoa. So not related, but kind of related. But in there. <laughs> in the okay. family, he would be at the family reunion, Strange. if that makes sense. Okay. So she knew him. She knew him. He's the stepson of Thomas's stepmother. Got it. So this relationship was rocky and not much was is known about Kate during this two year period. But they were together for about two years. So not much is known about that. In 1892, she decided to take a trip to San Diego by herself. No. We don't think that she was by herself. She went by train, which we went by train to San Diego, too. But she went by train. But in 1892, she checked into the Hotel Del Coronado alone. Okay. She was there alone under the name of Mrs. Lottie A. Bernard. Oh, a different name. Yes. From Detroit. So she didn't want anybody knowing she was there. She didn't want anybody knowing her name and who she was. I didn't know that. That's right. Crazy. So she checked under okay. a false name at the Hotel Dell by herself. And no IDs back then? No IDs back then. So you could say whoever you uh, wanted to be. That would be fun. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was around Thanksgiving when she checked in. Okay. So November. So the staff said that she was very ladylike, very beautiful, reserved, and well-dressed. But she seemed very troubled and mm. melancholy while Aww. she was there. It was said she kept to herself. She would go to the shops, but she was mostly in her room or walking along the, along the beach. She was just very solitary and melancholy. Sure. And she said she was waiting for a gentleman there. Oh, she told somebody Who that? never came. Yes. Oh, interesting. I also found in some story somewhere when I was doing my research and I didn't document where I found this. So take it or leave it as, as, okay. as you hear. But it is said that on the train ride to the Dell, mm-hmm. she had a falling out with a man <gasps> on the train ride. Interesting. And he got off the train at some point and just left her alone oh. to continue her trip into San Diego. Oh. So she that's how she wound up there by herself and why she was telling people she was meeting a man. Got it. I don't know if it was Alan Albert. Yeah. It's a mystery. We don't know who the man was that she on the train, on the train mm. that she had a falling out with. But she checked in under a false name at the Hotel Dell and said she was waiting for a gentleman. Five days after she checked in, she was found on the steps leading toward the beach with a revolver in her hand and a gunshot wound to <gasps> her head. So she checked in and never checked out. It was ruled a suicide and she is buried at Mount Hope Cemetery in Division 5, Section 1 in San Diego. So she stayed in San Diego. So she stayed in San Diego. That's She's crazy. buried in San Diego and it was ruled a suicide. However, mm-hmm. though it was ruled a suicide, the bullet in her head did not match the revolver according to the coroner's report. Right? What? Blows your mind. What? <laughs> it did blow her mind. Blew her mind out. <laughs> Literally, it's crazy that they would rule it a suicide knowing that the gun did not match the bullet. Right. Well, it, t- it took them a while to figure out who she was as well because she checked in sure. under a false name false, yeah. and they didn't know who she was. So she was known as the beautiful stranger because they knew they found out that that was a false name. Right. And then they eventually figured out who she was. But I think because it just made it neat and tidy to rule it a suicide, even though the bullet Easier. did not match the revolver they could that's so sad that they were like oh in the ground. okay right let's just brush this aside not a lot of detective work because no. there was 
apparently not too many people were there to claim her or to figure out who she was. And right. So it's easiest to just say, hey, that's, this is it. We're done. Right. Oh, that's so sad. Right. That's why I would wander. Right. I think because of the mystery surrounding her death. Mm hmm. And the fact that it was ruled a suicide where it probably wasn't. Right. That's why she's still there. If this was a murder, right? Wouldn't it be weird to have two guns on you and be like, oh, let me just put this gun in her hand that doesn't match. Like, right. how does that So work? I'm wondering if she had the revolver that was in her hand and was going to <gasps> shoot, shoot somebody, somebody ah, and they shot her first. And because theory. she had a gun in her hand, they, they were just like, said, oh, it it's was going suicide. to be a suicide. That's a great theory. Maybe someone walked up behind her and she didn't even know. Because I don't, don't know which way the bullet entered exactly. her head. That's what I'm saying. There's probably not a lot of evidence of what happened because I didn't want right. to just. Well, there are it. some books. Oh, so let's get into that. Yes. Go ahead, OK, Jill. so there are four books okay. written about this subject. The Hotel's Heritage Department has published an official book on Kate Morgan titled The Beautiful Stranger, The Ghost of Kate Morgan, and The Hotel Del Coronado. And this is sold all throughout the hotel. You could, in any of the gift shops, it was there. We were going to get it, but... Yes, we were going to get it. And I was like, I'm not going to have enough time to read this whole thing before <laughs> before we record. So I did my best, but there is a lot more information out there on Kate Morgan. Okay. So... It avoids the speculation and bases its research on historical documents available in the local libraries, historical societies, and city hall and police files. So it favors the suicide verdict. I wow. think probably because it creates a better mystique that a suicide happened in the hotel and she was a very melancholy woman. Sure. Um, and so that kind of paints a better picture than murder right. <laughs> at the hotel. Right. Oh, that's true. Kind of like a brush under the rug. Right. That's too bad, though. Yes. So there are four. I'm sorry. There are five books. Wow. There are four other books. Okay. Available. Two of them are written by John T. Cullen. So the first book is called Dead Move, Kate Morgan and the Haunting Mystery of Coronado. And it's the second edition. So he revised it wow. in 2008. And that is his nonfiction book based on what happened and the information that he could find surrounding Kate Morgan's passing. Got it. The second is a novel. Oh, okay. So, and it's called Lethal Journey and it was published in 2009. So that's probably a fun read in, yeah. in, in his idea of what possibly could have happened I want to, to read this book now right okay another book is the ghost of the hotel del coronado the true story mm. of kate morgan by terry i don't know if it's girado or girado okay g-i-r-a-d-o-t so kate's husband thomas right mm -hmm. thomas morgan was the half-brother of Gerardo's maternal grandmother. Whoa. So he's related to the Morgan side, yeah. Thomas Morgan side. So his book has full versions of articles from San Diego, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Genealogy research, including the telegram sent to Tom informing <gasps> him of Kate's death slash suicide. Whoa. So eventually word got back to Tom sure. about the suicide. And that is in the book so you can read that information in the book that's so cool isn't that interesting yeah. okay and now here's the last book and this one i think is going to be the super fun one to read so alan may okay he was a lawyer from san francisco in the 1980s he also wrote one about her death not being a suicide <gasps> 
And it is also speculated that he was a relative of hers. Oh, so wow. he doesn't believe that she killed herself. Good. Based on the coroner's report. Right. So he dives into that side of what happened fun. with Kate. Okay. Well, not fun, but. So, you know, right. So he believes that there was foul play. Yeah. And she was murdered. So his book is called The Legend of Kate Morgan, The Search for the Ghost of the Hotel Del Coronado. Whoa. Yes. So those are the books that are available. I'm going to, when I have chance, you know, being a mom, uh-huh. I want to read some of these. That yes. sounds like fun. Yes. So some things that Miss Kate Morgan does in the hotel. So we're going to talk about her hauntings. So some of the things that she does is she likes to turn the TV on and off. She likes to mess with the TV. And she also will apparate as well. (gasps) So she will be seen in her room. She'll be seen in the stairwell. What room is it? Oh, she is in room 3327. 3327. 3327. Okay. It was room 302 when the hotel mm-hmm. opened. And then it was, I think, 3312 at another point, but it's 3327. That's her room number. So fun, quick story. We were, when we first got there, we walked by it. We were trying to find it. We, didn't, we were trying to be sneaky. And then there were a bunch of um, cleaners in the other hall. They're like, you're looking for Kate's room, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, yes, you caught us. Yeah. It was really cute. But yeah. they're very proud of, oh, yeah. of her and of, of her room and of the story. I'm sure, that brings in a lot of people, I guess. It does. It does. And I have to tell you about that in just okay. a second. As soon as I tell you Sorry, about her haunting. ahead. No, it's okay. We have more about Kate's room to tell you as well. Yep. So there are cold spots. She does have cold spots around the hotel. She's seen on the stairs and in the gift shop. In the second floor lobby, there's a gallery right above on the second floor which we got to walk around mm-hmm. and there's a beautiful stained glass there oh it's gorgeous there and so she's seen there as well she's also said to make the drapes move even when the windows are closed she mm-hmm. will make the drapes r- move mm-hmm. she will make the screens fall off the windows what? and so they constantly have to replace those and there's also a strange glow that's reported oh, in her room fun so there's another haunted room what? And it's room 3502. You didn't tell me that. I know. <laughs> she hid this from me. So I didn't know who was in 3502, but I do now. It was haunted, yeah. Okay. Do you remember when I talked about the founders of the hotel? Yes. Babcock and Story. Uh-huh. Okay. So Babcock had himself a little mistress. <gasps> he was not a good husband. Yes. Ooh. So even though he named a street after his wife, he still had a mistress that he kept in this room. What? Yes. A secret service agent had stayed in that room. He was guarding Vice President George Bush. He was on his detail at the time. Uh-huh. And this was in May of 1983. So a secret service agent checked out of that room after being terrified during that visit. He felt breezes and the drapes were moving even though the windows were closed. He also heard gurgling sounds and there was a ghostly glow, right? So he checked out of that room. That room was rumored to be the love nest of the hotel builder Babcock and his mistress. Wow. So he got her pregnant. And after she found out that she was pregnant, she took her own life. Oh, no. In that room. Oh, no. Yes. What? Yes, because she couldn't have an illegitimate child. And so. She probably ruin everything. Right. And her body was very quickly disposed of and hushed, hush, hush, hush. So that's why that room isn't really brought up that much. So when we went on our tour, 
Yes. We were told that was Kate Morgan's room, weren't we? Yes. They said that. They said the Secret Service agent so maybe ran they into don't Kate Morgan's room. All those details. Right. But he was in room 3502. Interesting. 3502. Aha. We know something more than the two. <laughs> okay. So lights are said to flicker in that room, and also there's cold spots in that room as well. Crazy. There are other ghosts of a little boy and a little girl that have Aww. been seen running around the hotel. Aww. And a hotel caretaker walks in the dining room. So Whoa. you'll see a hotel caretaker walking in the dining room. And then there's also, and I think this is beautiful, there's a Victorian lady that's seen to glide around on the dance floor as Aww. well. Maybe she just wanted to stay. Yeah, she just wanted to stay and dance. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's also been reports of Marilyn Monroe because she enjoyed That's it right. so much after filming Some Like It Hot. Mm-hmm. And she went back to visit several times after that, that she's seen on the on the boardwalk and on the beach and on the stairs by the beach. Were you saying that at one point where there's cameras out there? Have they caught that? I forgot. I'm glad that you're asking me about their Ooh. investigating the paranormal activity. Look, I'm jumping ahead. No, you're right on track. Oh, so perfect. you're doing great. Good. So in 1992, a hundred years after Kate Morgan's death, mm-hmm. the hotel launched an extensive research whoa parent into job, paranormal hotel. research so i'm going to read this directly from the hotel del coronado's website they have a whole f- section on history so this is what it says in 1992 hotel del coronado contracted with parapsychologist anomalist christopher chacon to conduct a confidential assessment of the ongoing anomalous or haunt phenomena reported throughout the resort The continuous 24-hour-a-day, 12-month investigation. 12 months? 12 months. What? Involved an expansive environment scanning and monitoring with both on-site technology throughout the property, including rooms, grounds, and etc., and remote scanning and monitoring technology operated from a mobile lab. Do they have... Sorry. Yes. Was the hotel open at this time? Yes. So people knew and they saw this. They probably didn't put people in the rooms that they had. Okay. So they blocked off a few rooms. Right. Okay. So every aspect was analyzed, including temperature, electrostatic emissions, air current, and air content, electromagnetic and geomagnetic spectrum, all types of radiation, vibration and movement, air pressure, and humidity, and spectrum of light, among many others. So they wow, are they went checking all everything. In. Additionally, 1,100 people were confidentially interviewed, consisting oh. of hotel guests, day visitors, hotel employees, workers, and contractors. Half of those interviewed had reported a wide variety of unexplainable events and the other half were randomly selected, all of them undergoing a myriad of scientific examinations, interviews, and assessments. After almost 10,000 hours of continuous on-site assessment, a significant percentage of anomalous or paranormal phenomena were documented that could not be scientifically explained. Some of the recurring phenomena included moving chairs and furniture, disembodied shadows, opening and closing doors and windows, water faucets turning on and off, (laughs) concentration of extremely cold air, and disembodied voices and footsteps. Additionally, 
Hundreds of incidents were documented of people, hotel guests, employees, etc., having all manner of experiences, talking to someone, hearing or smelling something, etc., that could not be scientifically detected. Among the variety of locations these experiences were documented includes the hotel's famously haunted rooms on the third floor and fifth floor, which are among the most requested in the resort. Chacon returned to the Hotel del Coronado on multiple occasions to conduct further assessments using different investigative models and approaches. So they wow. have thoroughly investigated they this property. Did it all. And they have found lots evidence. of evidence. That is amazing. Nicole. Yes. In our little feeble tense of investigation. Our short-lived, which we should have done all the whole time we were there. Yes. Did we find any evidence? Yes. Oh. Hey, guys. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we are very, very amateur when it comes to, we just like, hey, let's download this. amateur. Yeah, let's download this ghost hunting app. Okay. I downloaded like the first one that looked fun. And Angela did one on the train afterwards. Yes. But our the one I downloaded, it's just called Ghost Radar Classic. GR Classic. That's it. And what it does, it's so neat. It it uh, tracks anomalies and there's a whole big thing about it on here that talks about what oh, I'm trying to open it and a big ad yeah, comes on. on That's ads. always fun. Uh, anyway, but it, it explains what it's looking for. And it, it's one of those trackers that shows a blip and it's based on color. So blue is like super weak. Green is the next one. Yellow is even stronger. And red is the strongest anomaly that it finds. It also has, I didn't even notice that until on the train, it has a, a word tracker. So it pops up words that yes. are, you know, basically, really yeah. Good. So, so paranormal phenomenon can interact with your ghost radar anyway so we walked by the room yes. of kate morgan and as i open it now guys there's a big red dot behind me in angela's house mm -hmm. this is creepy angela this has never been like this before it's red i know that's okay angela's got something here hello hi welcome hi, spirit they're oh, enjoying gone. Oh, they're okay. gone. but anyway so it it pops up de depending on where you are and we were outside kate morgan's room and i opened up the app and we didn't see anything until we got kind of to the stairway yes and in the stairway which is like adjacent to it's right across from her room yeah mm -hmm. right where her room was we saw blips yes it was so cool it we captured the blips we will go ahead and post them screenshotted them yeah yes we will post the blips that we caught of Kate Morgan. Oh, our little friend's back. Our friend's back. Angela's got a friend. I have. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> she, knows. she already knows. I know. Um, but yeah, so we'll post it. It was first it was blue. So it was very weak. And then it turned green and it was right in her room. Yes. So and she went away for a second before we were able to capture the screenshot. And then we asked her to come back and she did. Yeah. <laughs> Angela is good at talking to the ghosts. I'm not. So she talked to her. It showed up. We took a screenshot. And it was so cool. Yeah, we were very proud of ourselves. We were yeah. like, we did it. Yay! We investigated. We did something. <laughs> so that was so fun. You know what? And then all the way back on a train, every stop we made, we would pull out our phones and yep. we look for ghosts. So yeah, we had some really crazy responses in LA on the train. Yeah, the old the Union Station was the most. Well, Remember that? Yes, we had a lot at Union Station. But we also had a lot when we were in Santa Fe Station. Yeah, which is the very true. first station. Yeah, we had Charles talking to us. 
That's right. Yeah. He gave us a name. That was so cool. <laughs> so yeah, we'll post our photos and we'll show you exactly what the who they are. Angela, you got someone moving around in your room. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this off before I Is get it creeping you out? Yes. <laughs> spooking me out. Um but yeah, that was the neatest thing. We were like, why did we do that earlier? So I we'll know. do that. If we ever go back to San Diego, which I'm sure we will, we'll stay at the Horton, which we found out was really haunted, and that will be in another episode. Yes. Um but yeah, we we've heard the ghost stories. More there. haunted San Diego for yes. you guys. Which, I mean, was so cool. We stayed at the Haunted Hotel. We visited the most haunted house, which we, we talked about on our last episode. And we visited a bunch of other haunted places Very as haunted well. Places, yeah. San Diego is full of them. It's, it's amazing. So well, that's amazing, Angela. This this was so cool. Del Coronado. And uh, yeah, if we ever if you ever get to San Diego, please go just even just visit the island. It's worth it seeing yeah. it's just so beautiful and we ubered and lifted everywhere yes. so it's super easy to get around yes old town is so cool we'll, yes i'll talk about that in our, one of our episodes old but. town and gas lamp and, yeah. yeah it was gorgeous good job angela thank you all right it's movie time <gasps> movie time This week's movie review yes. is In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness. Okay. Now, this one is a 90s movie, yes? It is. 1994, yes. everybody. Yes. It got 7.1 stars on IMDb. And here's the very, very short synopsis, and I'll go into a little more detail about this movie. An insurance investigator begins discovering that the impact a horror writer's books have on his fans is more than inspirational. <laughs> very short. Okay, so before we even started, let me just jump into this real quick. I didn't know this. This is one of my favorite horror movies. And I think that's what our theme is going to be pretty soon here is that we'll be reviewing my favorites and I want to yes. see what Angela thinks of these <laughs> movies. We'll jump around here and there. But I didn't know this was so cool. So it's a Lovecraft it's it's an inspirational of Lovecraft, and I'm sure all you horror people know about <laughs> Lovecraft. But I didn't know that this was the third movie in what he called some like an apocalypse series. Yes, which I didn't know. This is cool. I didn't know that either yeah. until you told me. Yeah. So apparently, the first one in John. No, sorry. John Carpenter. I didn't really explain that. So John Carpenter made these three movies, written and directed. The first one was The Thing in 1982, which I'm sure you all know about. The second one I've never heard of is Prince of Darkness, um, which is some crazy, like, satanic movie. And he's, like, in a vial. It reminded me of Venom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're saying that. Yes. Like, some antimatter of Satan. Anyway, I'm sure we'll review that at some point, but that's the second. And then the third one is the In the Mouth of Madness, which, again, one of my favorite movies of if everybody else is insane and you're the only sane one, would that, wouldn't that make you the, the insane, insane one? Because yes. everybody else is insane. Yes. And I thought that's just so ominous to me. <laughs> All right. So this movie messes with your brain. It does. I, I don't remember when I first saw this movie, mm -hmm. but I fell in love because of how just extremely crazy is. There's some jump scares. Yeah. There's the Lovecraft horror creatures that are in there. <laughs> yes. But it's really just the whole 
psychopath it's a uh, psychological th- thriller yeah because yes. you know it, it was 90s technology and, yes. and it was fine and it still works and and the creatures are scary now with more cgi and the way sure. that we can do things they could make it more realistic they could remake this movie oh don't do that though because <laughs> it is such a mind trip for, right a mind trip yes i was going to use a different word i'm glad you pg'd <laughs> it for me because it messes with your head does, so much right? yeah and that's what stuck with me i'm like oh this movie is dumb but it stays with you she i'm laughing. mad that it stayed with me i remember watching the movie we watched this at the dell and we were she was laughing at a few parts and i was like yeah it's pretty cheesy yeah, yeah. there's some things that are like hilarious that like the the girl i forgot her exact title but she was the one that would read Sutter Kane's books. Yes. She's just very womanly. Like oh my over goodness. Over the top. But it makes sense when you understand who she is yes. and what her role is in the whole thing. Yes. She was literally written that way. Exactly. She was a character and so written. I was like, Ugh. of course a man would write a woman to be yes. that way where to get anything because she presents herself as a very intelligent. She's an editor yeah, for she's, Sutter she's Kane. Very smart. Very smart. Very well put together, very pre- professional. Mm-hmm. But anytime she wants anything, she just makes out with whoever she's talking she to. She bats her eyes, <laughs> tries to kiss. Yep. It's so funny. Oh, and it's like, the top. that's not how women work, men. Come on. No. Stop writing us that way. Right? No women. But, I mean, the main character, as we find out, spoiler alert, is a written character. So he's not even alive. Yeah, he's not alive. He himself is a written and character. And he doesn't... But he's, believes that he's not it's amazing it's how how convinced he is he's such a good actor oh, sam, yeah. oh, sam Raimi. wait oh what's his name sam neil sam neil sam neil and yes and angel goes she's like he's the australian actor i'm like i didn't even realize yeah, that. He's like, an Aussie. he has an accent and everything it's so cool yeah great actor great great cast yeah um, we all know him from jurassic park that's why i was singing the theme <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you needed to say that because we all like oh yeah but yeah uh the the picture that kept changing in the hotel oh, so that was creepy yes. yeah so spoiler alert some more so they he has to go find sutter kane he's disappeared and he thinks it's a big insurance act like yeah sutter money. kane is kind of like a stephen king yes author type and they even mention Stephen King they do they do but he's a very well read Mm -hmm. horror novelist so he disappears and he and they hire him to go to double check and make sure that it's not an insurance claim because he's really good at his job he's he's sniffing out frauds so he thinks it's a big act which they find out it was at the end but It was a, it was supposed to be an act, but the act itself went wrong. Yes. And he ends up in a, uh, this what's funny is Stephen King puts everything in Maine. Yes. Same thing. It's this, I think it was New Hampshire. He finds yes. out that Sutter Kane went to New Hampshire and that's where uh, uh, like Hobbs end. That's yes. where everything takes place. Yes. In his books. So he goes there. He, he ends up there with the girl. I keep forgetting her name. I'm sorry, but Styles Styles is her last name. Styles, good. Mm -hmm. And they end up in a a horror town. Yes, creepy. (laughs) The children. Whenever you make children creepy, yeah, that gets to me. Yeah, Um, chasing a dog. Yes, the kid that can't get out. Yes, and. Uh, there's a there's a when they're on the road to Hobbs End this is the part that scares me the most because it's terrifying to me if you're stuck on a country road I grew up 
in Texas and there's some rural areas mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I grew up and you're driving country roads at night where there's no lights and there's no end to them. They just go on that forever. That is very creepy. And they get stuck on this road and then they keep passing the, the old man on the bicycle. Well, as a kid first. He was a kid at first and then he just Turns kept... Into old man. Yeah, he keeps getting older every time they pass him. So he won't let me out. Yes. Oh, that's that so, so creepy. creepy. And um, then, and then the 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 point where he's trying to leave Hobbs End, yes. and he keeps winding back in town. He'll go down yes. the country road, and then he just winds up back in town. That's a nightmare for me <gasps> to just be stuck on a long road, no end in sight, and you can't get it's off loops. of it. Yeah, yeah, you're just stuck driving down this long, scary road. So podcasts on haunted highways would be a good one we'll do one yeah definitely do one of those that's so creepy angela can do that one (laughs) (gasps) anyway this movie is my one of my all-time favorites again nod to lovecraft how many stitches would you give it angela Uh, okay this one's gonna go high again because yes it stuck with me yep even though i i feel like i saw this movie maybe back in the 90s you probably did you probably saw it on tv at some point because there's definitely parts to the movie where i'm like oh i remember this mm-hmm. the old lady and mm-hmm. her husband yeah who, the creepy. old lady who ran the hotel i'm like oh i remember that yes. i know what she's got underneath that desk yes and i remember sutter kane and i definitely remember parts of it but this movie just stayed in my head and invaded my dreams for for a few nights there and it did exactly what it was meant to do it makes you question your reality a Mm -hmm. little bit and are we written and do you think what's sane and what isn't sane is this the matrix that's another thing so that this um a lot of movies that came after this took a lot of cues from this movie so we have the matrix Mm -hmm. and we have the movie called i don't remember what it's called but it it's will ferrell is a character that's being written by a woman (gasps) yes oh stranger than fiction stranger than fiction that's yes. right yeah. that was a good movie yeah I yeah that yeah one too. so i see that nod yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so a lot of movies have taken nods from yeah. from this yeah so what's your stitches ring i'm gonna put it at maybe i feel like it's gotta go edit that noise out i feel like <laughs> it's gotta go higher than seven close to eight so i'm gonna say seven and three quarters okay that's a good one yeah okay my, close to eight. I don't think anything's gotten an eight yet. Not but yet. We're not, for, not for Angela. Yeah, but we're getting close. We're, we're getting, getting there. Up there. My my thing about this movie, I think, is when I was a kid, I would read R.L. Stein books. Yes. Left and right. I was I was just I power through them. Then I got into Stephen King. So that's where my love of horror, I think, started is the as the books. I mean, I love movies too, but so I kind of related with that. I when I would read Stephen King books, I could not sleep. Oh, yes. I would stay up freaked out of my mind and I maybe almost pretty much scared of the dark. Yes. So this movie is kind of a nod to that. Like yes. the whole reading as much as you can of these books and these horror books. And then you're like, oh, can that happen? In How you life? can become and, obsessed with things that you read. Yes. And it changes your perspective yes. on, on reality on and reality. what the world is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that happens in the world right now where people's oh realities are altered and and changed it, and but it's now it's not books it's social media which scares me even more yeah so my kids are never going on social media <laughs> anyway. but yes being one of my all-time favorite movies i'd give this an eight and a half oh stitches. yeah That's it a has good to reading. get close to nine it's not gonna get nine because again 90s if they remade this they could i would 
poop my pants and I'd probably give it a 10. Yeah. Because they could make they this could make even this horrible. It's pretty cheesy, but the context of it oh. and the way it sticks in your head. Yeah. And again, the acting was perfect for it. And that, yeah. the ending of him just laughing in a movie theater. I'm laughing not thinking of everything. Himself. Yeah. yeah. But laughing away. And I'm like, yep. Yep. That's probably what would happen to me. You know, there's no no sense of of emotions anymore because everybody's insane and laughing about it is probably the only thing you can do the only thing you can do yeah. oh my gosh that gets to me anyway eight and a half stitches for this movie and what did we learn today angela about from this movie from this movie don't believe everything you read yes. or do <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or just don't read so don't you don't read? get influenced oh, don't by say it. That, no, no, no books are amazing. Just don't believe everything you read, I guess, yes. is a good story or good good lesson from this. Don't drive to country roads. <laughs> <laughs> don't try Don't to- investigate missing horror novelists. I guess. Oh my do your job. I guess don't try to go to a fictional city I guess I don't know that's I don't know if I would I mean we went ghost hunting we went and, and yeah we did we of, did of things but I guess yeah I guess my yeah the only lesson is just don't believe everything you read yeah oh but that's so hard if it's got power over you I know so not a lot of lessons in this story this movie <laughs> no maybe just don't watch it I don't know no <laughs> no it's good watch, watch it movie, watch the movie all right with that that's it. Oh, We're done thank with, you with episode number five. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-huh.